Hello everyone, I'm your host Mariana and you're listening to A Degree Farther, the official podcast of the Graduate School at Hood College, where we feature current students, alumni and faculty who are innovators on our campus and in our community. In today's episode, we are with Jerry Tomlin, the Stormwater Program Manager at the City of Martinsburg. His previous work included positions in scientific remote sensing in precipitation and vegetation, including two terms at the NASA-developed national program. Before pursuing a career change in science, Jerry worked in web design and development. He has a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Sustainability from Stippert University and a Master of Science and Graduate Certificate in Environmental Biology and GIS from Hood College. Jared is a proud husband and father of three. His hobbies include music and all things outdoor, with a specific interest in white water rafting. We will talk a little bit about his experience at Hood College and some of the environmental research and projects in which he has been involved, especially the urban tree research. If you are interested in science and environmental sustainability, this episode is definitely for you. I hope you learn a lot. Don't forget to follow us and turn on the notification button to know when we have new episodes. Enjoy it! Hi, Jared. Welcome to this new episode. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Um, well, um, I'm so excited about talking with you. It, maybe we can start um, like doing a little bit of background of yourself, like why you study at Hood College and how this experience is being for you. Sure. Uh, yeah. So my my background, uh, I'm actually a, a, a change of career uh, student. I was uh, uh, an IT professional, web professional, before starting uh, in, in my 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 environmental science progression. I got my uh, undergraduate at Shepherd University in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, in environmental sustainability, and uh, that was sort of my you know sort of explorer in the world. Of, of, of the environmental science and, and trying to find what it is that I wanted to do specifically. Um, I knew that I wanted to go to grad school, um, and but it wasn't until my senior year that I took my first GIS uh, class and uh, really, really embraced um, that that technology and, and the, the amount of, um, you know, helpfulness that it had for the industry. Uh, it, it tied into a lot of the IT stuff that I had in my background, uh, the cartography and the artistry from uh, graphic design uh, was a good fit as well. But uh, I had gotten a, a NASA, West Virginia NASA Space Consortium grant as an undergraduate. Uh, and that was sort of my first uh, inclination that NASA had, you know, jobs in earth science. Uh, I always think of NASA, I think of space. Um, and then during my my research for grad schools, I found that Hood had a history of students uh, being sent and participating in NASA's internship programs. Uh, so that that was, uh, you know, for, for being in person, for having night classes, which, you know, I'm a family uh, family man. I've got a wife and three three kids. Uh, so having evening classes and a, 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 that type of schedule while still being able to pursue 
you know, what I would consider to be very high level, you know, internships and, and, and hopefully job opportunities. That was, that was really the big thing that drew me to hood. It sounds very interesting. And, and yeah, I didn't know um, that NASA had these kind of programs either. It's, it, it sounds very interesting and very important that they do. Um, so what got you interested in environmental science from the beginning? You know, I wish I had a great story for that, <laughs> but most of it was I I was working in IT. I was going to school for IT uh, because that was what I was sort of told was, you know, the a good money making, you know, good, good investment in myself. But I found that, you know, even when I went home, a lot of people were asking me, you know, to, to fix their email or how does a website work? It was just nonstop. Uh, you know, living in a digital kind of universe. And, and I, I really, um, uh, you know, I had some friends take me fishing one day and I hadn't been out into the environment. I haven't gone out to do any type of fishing like I did growing up. Um, uh, and that kind of really opened my eyes to, to, to think of, you know, life outside of sort of just the digital world. Um, and, and I feel like if I was going to go to school and if I was going to, you know, pursue a career that was going to be difficult anyway, I may as well do it for something that's helpful, <laughs> you know, so that I could kind of look back and think, okay, well, that was, that was worth it. Not just, you know, for me in a career, but something that was helped the world out a little bit. That is actually a very amazing answer. <laughs> it is um, <laughs> kind of looking for sense more than just this material. Thing. Definitely. Nice. Um, and how is it being working in environmental science? Uh, it's, it's honestly very difficult. <laughs> uh, you know, when you read the job description or the description for, you know, a, a school program, you read, uh, you know, rise up to the challenges and interdisciplinary work and, you know, things like that. Um, but when you're actually in it, it's actually very difficult. Uh, if, if people knew, how all the systems worked and how to, you know, sort of best manage those. We wouldn't have this program of study. We wouldn't have environmental professionals at all, but obviously uh, we haven't figured it all out yet. So, um, you know, there's always constraints with money. There's always constraints with sort of the will of whatever leadership program that you're in. Uh, there's, there's just always a constraint. You don't, you don't have unlimited resources. So uh, it's very difficult to, you know, sort of, organize what uh, what are the, the the programs that you want to try to support and then uh, you know you kind of have to deal with the fallout whether it's from um, you know your your regulators or the you know really the public is probably the most uh, uh, dramatic when it comes to you know scrutinizing your program uh, so so yeah it's it's, def it's challenging um, and and the good news is though uh, and I think I'd mentioned this before uh, that the the other people that I found the other other people who work in this industry, uh, they all understand they have the same type of experience trying to work in this field. So there is a great deal of camaraderie, um, and and the amount of sort of traveling and, and getting to to meet with other people really gives you uh, like you said earlier like a sense of belonging, uh, a sense of of, of mission, uh, even though sometimes we have to go into you know a back room and scream or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
And it, and it, it have to be, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but maybe I imagine it have to be a, like very hard to find like the balance between helping the environment, but also uh, all these development that is going on around and the people that is making a lot of technology and the uh, people that really don't care a lot about the environment. And then, yeah, like this, um, how I say, like contradiction in the world that exists between environment and money. It, you know, a hundred percent, sort of the, the 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 environmental science uh, sort of mantra of people, planet, and prosperity. I think that's that's really rings true, and I, I feel like a lot of people think of it as, you know, just uh, you know, planet first. But if you can't get the people organized, and you can't figure out a way to make it economically viable, or how to do what you're doing alongside development or progress. Uh, it's going to be an impossible task. Uh, so you really do have to find the right balance of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and what is going on uh, right now? Are you, are you in any project right now? Or, or are you doing in this uh, moment? Uh, probably the, the biggest uh, thing right now uh, is our, our internship program. So I work for the City of Martinsburg Stormwater Program. Uh, I'm the program manager. I started out in 2018 uh, as an intern and I worked myself all the way up sort of to, to running the, the, the program, which is now a utility. Uh, but we just started our summer interns uh, again this year. Uh, so this will be our fifth year of, of internships and each year the program grows and we try to do, um, you know, give some of at least some of the same background or some of the same development opportunities to these interns that I had at NASA or at my other internships um, because the you know getting people you know, very 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 capable people into the field and getting them that foot in the door is sometimes is a, is a is a game changer in terms of people's career and it's uh you know we've had a proven record of getting qualified people into environmental jobs uh, through our internship so we're really excited to see what they're going to be able to pull off this year. That's always uh, each year it continues to to get uh, you know more projects done, and uh, and specifically it'll be uh, one of the teams will be working on uh, the urban tree canopy uh, project, which was was my internship pro, uh, uh, last year um, for uh, sort of organizing data and collecting tree data for our urban tree canopy and working with, uh, the, the Martinsburg shade tree commission, who are the folks in charge of, uh, you know, getting trees in the ground. Uh, so they went from having, you know, no technical ability, uh, in 2019 to being able to have sort of the full flight of GIS tools and technical support from our interns, uh, that we have now. So we're going to turn some of the data management that I did last year into sort of full-fledged, uh, you know, program so that we can work with the Shade Tree Commission. Yeah, that sounds great. I I love how you um, combine the the IT part, like the technological part, with the environment and making all these uh, great projects. Maybe if you can share with us. Um, information you have about this urban tree research um or uh, yeah the results or anything that i can maybe share in the caption of this 
podcast so people can look for it and learn a little bit more about this that will be great uh yeah so you know urban urban trees urban uh, forestry um is 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 essentially the the treed canopy that you see within urban built environments uh so it's it's a, it's quite a bit different than traditional forestry uh, where you have you know rivers and lakes and and trees um the trees only are allowed to exist in areas that are convenient for us as humans because we want to drive on the roads and walk on the sidewalks. Um, but when you remove all of that uh, environmental services that a tree provides, uh, that's, you know, shade, uh, you know, a place for critters to live, uh, you know, you have, you know, stormwater, uh, uh, you know, uh, infiltration and, and uh, interception. Uh, and obviously trees are just nice to have. Um, you know, in neighborhoods that, you know, the, the it increases property values, it increases quality of life. So there's a lot of reasons why to like urban trees, uh, but it's actually quite a difficult task to get all of the people involved in, in planting, managing, you know, buying and maintaining uh, trees over the long run. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the urban tree, I guess, a uh, uh, problem, you know, as it were. Uh, and we're just trying to do what what we can here in the city to get caught up with some of our, you know, uh, uh, other cities that are doing very much the same thing. Yeah, and it's also something that maybe people that live in the cities, um, like we don't really think a lot about it. Like you just see the trees and you know it's nice and it's nice to hear the sound of the birds that are in those trees. And you're looking for a house and you love that there's trees around, but you're not really thinking like how valuable they are and how hard it is that the, those trees are there and how important it is mm -hmm. to maintain them. So, yeah, I think it's very important um, to make conscious about this. Yeah, and I think one of the takeaways from the study that I, I, I did over the summer, you know, the, the work that I did over the summer is uh, we identified places where we really wanted to plant trees, but there was actually no infrastructure there. So there was no curb and gutter. There was no grass strip. And these were usually in sort of the, 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 the underprivileged neighborhoods that not only they did not have trees already, that's why, they, you know, it came up on our map. But it, it did not we didn't we weren't able to have opportunities to plant trees because there wasn't an infrastructure there. So it's a it's a matter of, you know, sort of going back and reassessing how we address infrastructure priorities uh, for some of these neighborhoods that allow us to be able to then put trees in there and kind of, you know, kind of bring those neighborhoods back up to some of the other places in the city. Well, wow, that's great. And um, well, um. How you feel like uh, that the graduate school that Elf Hood College help you with all these projects and all these studies that you're doing and amazing work? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I was a sort of non-traditional student coming back to college, and uh, I would say I was I was an extended non-traditional student at grad school, um, but I was really you know, with the time that I had, uh, you know, as a graduate at Hood, uh, I was pushed pretty, I feel like I was pushed to, to, to sort of excellence because there was no sort of faking the funk. There was, there was no, you know, kind of walking through the line. Everything was, was, um, 
you know, uh, uh, you, you really had to know what it is that you were talking about. And you really had to prove that you knew what your perspective was. And I think if you have that type of, uh, of sort of training, as it were, um, then, then getting into some of these advanced, you know, uh, places like NASA, um, is, is, it, you know, not only was I able to go to NASA and be part of that, I, I stood out, I, I got an, uh, an award for it on the, during the first year I was, I was, I, the second year that I went to NASA, I was able to become, you know, a leader. And these are all things because I'm used to, you know, standing in front of, of people and being able to explain to myself, um, you know, it, whether it's a talk or in a training or something along those lines and, uh, you know, be confident in front of a room, but also be able to explain stuff to somebody who maybe not have the same background of experience that I do. So, uh, really it's a lot of soft skills, you know, obviously a lot of knowledge, you know, in terms of what's in the book, but, uh, I learned a lot about networking and I learned a lot about, you know, how to build a career, uh, outside of, you know, sort of just checking boxes in your educational, you know, uh, universe and how to turn that into something that that can actually you know be a real career for me yeah i'm actually learning a lot from you right now <laughs> with this conversation <laughs> good i'm glad i'm glad that's why i was happy to do this podcast um because i, I love talking about it. of course i just graduated so i, I feel kind of uh, you know on on cloud nine so <laughs> i want to talk about it anyway but uh, i'm glad yeah and yeah Talking about these, what what advices you you have for students in, interested in this environmental science and in all these that we are talking about, maybe these urban urban tree projects and what are the advices you have to, for the future generations? I'd say if if uh, if you're thinking about something along you know those lines, then then definitely. Um, go and talk to people every you know pe people in the profession that I work in love talking about their jobs so if if you if you if you're able to go to you know a job fair or go to any of these presentations where you know uh, uh, people are talking about the work that they've done um, you know th I think that's a really good way to kind of get your foot in the door do an internship um, and 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 just try to learn you know to meet people because that that's really what's gonna you know open up you know your your opportunities in the future. Um, and, and sometimes you might find you get into something and you just don't like it. And that, that's totally, that's totally fine. Uh, a lot of times you don't want to end up going to four years, two years, four years, eight years of, of school, uh, just to find out on the other end, you never wanted to, you don't like doing that. Um, but in the terms of, you know, urban trees, I think the, uh, I don't remember the stats off the top of my head, but they're definitely having a harder and harder time Uh, finding foresters in general, people who, you know, who, who know enough about trees to be able to, you know, give, you know, give us advice on what types of trees and, and, and where to plant them. Uh, so, so that's definitely an industry that could use sort of a, a, a bolster from youngsters um, or, or change of career folks. Uh, and I think the same thing goes for stormwater. So many people, including myself, had no idea that stormwater um, and and the the environmental regulatory you know uh, system behind it is a is a is an absolutely a career uh, option for people in the environmental field uh, that's that's you know local government county government regional government NGOs federal government they all have a piece of that stormwater pie and there's a lot of great jobs 
that are available there that that I think, uh, you know, should definitely be considered for people who are coming in undergrad or graduate or, again, even change of career. We've had we've had a number of change of career interns now who are working for us, uh, who have all these skills they learned and whatever their other professions were, uh, be able to find a great deal of, uh, you know, sort of happiness, you know, working inside and then working outside and then working inside and then you're walking in a stream and then you're flying a drone, you know, and then you're looking in a pipe. So there's always fun stuff to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much to do and so much to learn and <clears throat> it's a, especially good when you find what we talked about before, like the sense of doing things and helping um so thank you for that and we always like to end the conversations talking about a fun fact or something you would like to share about you well i'm not going to share the same one that i shared uh on my on my write-up but um I, i did make mention earlier about uh i went to high school in okinawa japan uh i grew up a uh, marine dependent and uh i i that's where i went to high school was in japan And I learned how to sail and scuba dive and, and do all the things uh, in nature that I was missing out on in, in Southern California and in, in the kind of the concrete jungle. Um, and I think that's what really uh, bolstered my love for travel and my love for nature. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much again. It was great talking with you. Um, and thank you for all what you're doing for the environment. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to A Degree Further, the official podcast of the Graduate School at Hood College, where we help you go further in your life, in your career, and in your community. Be sure to tune in next time and to catch up on all the latest episodes. Visit hood.edu slash a degree further. I'm your host, Mariana, and thank you so much for listening.